convenient there. I'm hungry. This car smells weird. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. You must unlearn what you have learned. You are right. You look a wee bit shaky. You can't breathe. Yes, I'm. I'm a bit nervous myself. Gosh, not again. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. We live or we die by the clock. We never turn our back on it. And we never ever allow ourselves the sin of losing track of time. I don't tell you something about time. My time is worth money. And I don't think you make that kind of money to pay me for my time. Only a true friend would be that truly apt. Okay, Michael. Regular or extra crispy. Hey, Tommy. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. The world's been crazy. I've been in hiatus. But we're back. Back this week. Welcome to the Freight Broker TV podcast, where we normally get together every week for about a half hour or so and talk about things affecting the transportation industry. But hasn't the world been upside down lately? Hasn't the United States been uh, upside down lately? All I got to say about that is right is right, wrong is wrong. Bottom line. And trust me, that that's that's all you're going to get out of me. Okay, right is right, wrong is wrong. Everybody knows what's right. It's instilled in us. Uh, ju- you know, just just like uh, people know what's wrong. You know, when it's wrong, good and evil. You know, it's it's simple. We can recognize it from a mile away. All right. Hey, if you want to contact us, you can. This is Freight Broker TV. You can do that from our website. You'll find our website at FreightBrokerTV.com. We've got forums all over that website. You want to leave a comment, ask a question, send a message to us, you're able to do that. You can also uh, send a direct email to us. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. That'll come straight to us. As well as we have a studio line, 479-668-0213. If you have a question, comment, something, uh, message you want to leave, anything. You know, keep in mind, though, if you leave a uh, voicemail, it'll be a voicemail. If you leave a message, though, that is basically your consent for us to use your message, question, comment, whatever it might be, in one of our upcoming podcasts. Now... We won't put your name out there or anything, but, uh, I mean, if you give us your name, but that's totally up to you. All right, what else going on? Fuel prices. Fuel. Oh, by the way, you know, YouTube videos, too. Our YouTube channel, Freight Broker TV. Uh, well, you, you know, all of our videos, you can leave a comment, whatever. On Morning Coffee didn't show up this week. I don't know if you've been paying attention to Morning Coffee or not. It's a daily. It has been. Then it went on hiatus, and it went on another hiatus here uh, this week. Morning Coffee is... Uh, just a little couple of minute blip every morning, 6 a.m. You can uh, get it from the podcast, uh, Freight to uh, well, FBTV Morning Coffee. Okay, that's what it's called, FBTV Morning Coffee. And that will automatically update. Uh, sounds like we're doing it from a truck stop, that kind of thing. You know, we take some, uh, take some creative liberty. <laughs> you know, make it sound like we're in a truck stop in a restaurant. Having coffee, talking, you know, sitting across the uh, table from each other, having a conversation. So check it out. Check it out. Uh, the FBTV radio show. I uh, don't think it's going to return tomorrow. Now, we are doing this on Thursday, June 11th, this podcast. 
And we do the FBTV radio show every Friday morning, 10 a.m. live. I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. Too soon to tell. Okay, we're trying to get everything back in line. You know, to put these things together, it actually takes quite a bit of time to get the research done and get audio clips put together, audio bites and things like that. But uh, we do what we can. All right. Well, I wasn't going to talk about this. Matter of fact, okay, when we're doing our preparation for these broadcasts, what we would do is take things and actually, you know, take, you know, we, we go through and find articles and things like that. And uh, we, uh, you know, put them on paper so they're right here in front of me where I can uh, kind of glance down and see the notes and things. And this one I almost did, almost did. It's called show prep, if you want to know what it's called. Preparation for the show. Well, I almost put this down for show prep, and I changed my mind. Because I'm, eh, you know, everybody. But but now I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking maybe. So, truck drivers getting scammed. <laughs> hey, I, I tell you right now. Yeah, I've been scammed in truck stops. I think everybody has. You, you're, If you're out on that road long enough, yeah, you're going to be scammed. I'm not going to use any names, but uh, this lady, I mean, you can find her if you want to. She shared her story on YouTube and such, but uh, yeah, she failed for one of the oldest tricks in the books. She was uh, at a at Ohio truck stop. We'll just put it that way. There's no sense in saying what truck stop it is. I mean, for crying out loud. An elderly man approached her truck and told her, uh, hey, you got to come see this. You gotta, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. She said the man was acting very excited about showing her something. It was broad daylight. He was an old man. She thought, what the heck? I'll check it out. Well, the two went a few trucks down, and the uh, elderly man led this lady to a group of men. Okay, that should have been the first sign right there. All of a sudden, the nice elderly man that was excited about something now turns into a group of men a few trucks down. They told this lady they were looking for people to share their money with. They they said they had just won a lot of money at the casino and they wanted to share it. Okay, there is uh, the second warning. <laughs> yeah, who wants to share money like that? I mean, yeah, I've played some casino games. Yeah, I've won a time or two, whatever you, you know. But I did not want to go out and share my winnings with strangers. That doesn't make me a bad person, but it, if somebody came up to me and said, hey, you know, we just want a lot of money, want to share it with you, I'm going to be skeptical. And I'm sure her wheels were going a little bit too, but uh, anyway, they told her they just won money at the casino and they wanted to share it, but they wanted to share it with someone someone who worked hard. So, she needed to prove that she had money. Okay, there's warning sign number three. Listen, we want to share money with you. But by golly, we want to make sure you've got money because we don't want to share our money with someone that doesn't have money. <laughs> All right, I know, I know. But you know, when you're right there in the middle of it, 
You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Did we do that tracker story about my Rolex? Don't remember? Yeah, I, I don't remember either, but we'll, we'll have to bring that up on tracker story. If we haven't done it, we're going to have to tell the uh, Rolex story in one of our future... One of our future uh, uh, trucker stories that uh, happens occasionally on FBTV radio. Okay, let's see. She needed proof she had money. She agreed to go to the ATM and take out $100 cash and show them she had money. The elderly man followed her into the truck stop to get the money out of the ATM. Okay, there's... there's uh, I, I, there's so many warning signs here. I've lost count. Why did he feel like he needed to follow her? Why did, didn't didn't that make her feel a little bit uncomfortable? After getting a hundred dollars out of the ATM, her and the elderly man went back out to show the other men her money. They questioned her money and the value of her ring. She had a ring on, obviously. So the man wanted to feel the weight. The men wanted to feel the weight of the rings. So she took it off and put it in his hand. She then handed over her diamond earrings. And they took off. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't funny. But <laughs> she was standing there without her $100. She was standing there without her rings. And she was standing there without her earrings. Okay, this kind of stuff goes on all the time across the country. You know, we I can sit here and tell you, well, we did say this uh, truck stop in Ohio, but it could be a truck stop anywhere. Uh, you know, the Rolex story that I have, it, it happened out in uh, uh, at the old 76 there in Ontario, California. You know, there was another time uh, I kind of got suckered into a deal, and I should have known better. It didn't cost me a lot. I mean, each time that I, I did get scammed. There's only been a couple of them. Uh, I didn't lose a lot of money. Matter of fact, the Rolex, you know, I kind of knew it was a scam, but I thought, well, for the money, it might be real, you know, which, uh, well, we don't want to say what that says, but if, you know, you see a deal out in a truck stop, you're going to take it. <laughs> you know? But anyway, neither here nor there. All right, and that was a long time ago. But anyway, this lady here, yeah, she got robbed. Lost her money, her earrings, her rings. But there were so many warning signs there, it wasn't even funny. And I, I'm, I, I'm kind of positive. I'm thinking, you know, yeah, she probably knew. She Something in the back of her head was probably telling her, this is too good but to be true. Anytime it's, you know, you, you run into something like that, if it, if it sounds too good to be true... Yeah, more times than not, it is. Best to walk away. Best to walk away. All right. Changing our wheels here. Let's talk about uh, EIDL loans. If you got your PPP, that's good. If you got a PPP, you know how they extended that from eight weeks to 24 weeks now to, <clears throat> excuse me, do what you got to do so it's forgivable. <clears throat> I was talking to our accounts the other day. They said, yeah, there's a form online you can fill out. Submit to your financial institution that you got the uh, PPP from. And uh, go from there with it to make it forgivable. But the EIDL loan. Yeah. You, if you got an EIDL, 
if you've been approved for an EIDL loan, you may want to think twice before you sign those contracts. Read the contracts. I mean, <clears throat> you could be really <laughs> causing yourself a lot of problem taking that EIDL loan. Matter of fact, we qualified. FPTV did. And uh, we got approved for a you know pretty substantial sum. Then we look at the contract. Well, pretty much in a nutshell, you can only do. You, you can only spend that money on what the SBA or the EIDL loan contract says you can do with it. Period. Nothing else. If you do something else with it, when they come in, audit you, or they want you to prove what you've been using the money for, if you haven't been using the money for what they approved or what the contract stated, they can demand full repayment immediately of that loan. Not just full repayment, but you'd also pay a penalty of 1.5 times the original face amount of the loan. So, if my math is right, if you took a $10,000 loan and the SBA decided you weren't using it the way it was intended, uh, you could they could demand $25,000 from you immediately. Now, talk to your bookkeeper, your accountant, your CPA, whoever you use about what I'm telling you, but this is the way that it's been explained to me. First of all, I get it. The EIDL loan is there. Is, is supposed to help people. Okay, it's got a good interest rate, three point seven five percent. But the problem is, it's over a thirty year span. So, you know, thirty years. If you do the math in thirty year period, you're paying back double what you actually borrowed. In the ballpark, anyway. See what I mean? You know. Uh, I mean, you get your loan calculator out and you check it out. It's not as good of a deal as it appears on the face of it. Uh, you know, the PPP, yeah. The EIDL, that was screwed up from day one. As soon as the SBA got their hands on it, it was screwed up. Remember in the beginning when we were talking about the EIDL several months ago? Uh, I guess it wasn't several. It had been a couple, yeah, a couple of months ago. Uh, we were talking about the uh, EIDL loan you apply for it and you're going to get a $10,000 advance on that loan that was not going to have to be repaid no matter if you were approved or not approved well the SBA changed all that you were going to get $1,000 per employee up to $10,000 advance I never saw mine I, you know we never saw ours put it that way never, it never came but we got approved now, the PPP came. We did get that. And I'm the way it's explained to me, if you get the PPP, well, the EIDL doesn't matter. You don't get it. You don't get both. And I'd, I don't know. I, this is why I'm behind the mic. <laughs> and, and let the accounts and the CPAs and all that figure all that other stuff out. But uh, yeah, I was talking to one of our CPAs here. And they said, uh, everybody they've talked to, 
uh, other people in the industry uh, as far as uh, accounting, bookkeeping, CPA, uh, that, uh, man, you have better have your ducks in a row if you're taking any IDL loan because if you don't, the weight of the world could come crashing on you. Now, for instance, uh, if your loan amount is less than $25,000, well, uh, there is no collateral involved. Okay, it's a collateral-free loan. But if it's over $25,000, uh, basically, if you're a printer, you need to replace your printer, you're not going to be able to do it without uh, getting approval from the SBA. Because that printer that just broke, that is considered collateral. You get the idea? It's kind of weird. And again, talk to your accountant about it, but be very, very leery of the uh, EIDL loans. Check, you know, you, you got to determine for yourself, is it really worth it? I know for a lot of owner-operators, a lot of freight brokers and things out there, yeah, it seems like a godsend. But uh, if you start looking at that thing pretty close, you may find that, holy smoke, it's the devil dressed like an angel. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, you may not want to get it. Well, the driver shortage is over temporarily, it, it appears. Uh, this uh, often discussed driver shortage that uh, we hear about all the time. They say it's over, at least for the time being. That's the result of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. A deepening U.S. recession. Yeah, I guess it is a recession in technical terms, but uh, well, I'm not going to go into that. I, you know, all right, I'll say this. Okay, yeah. No, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it alone because I don't want to get involved in the politics of it. I, I think the politics of this is just... Uh, and I'm going to step off in it now. The uh, pandemic. You order the country closed. I'm talking about governors. You know, uh, I'm not talking about federal government here. I'm talking about governors of states order the country closed. I mean, I'm in Arkansas. Yeah, the governor here, you know, ordered uh, the restaurants shut down, ordered the, you know, uh, barbers and hair salons and tattoo parlors and thing you know shut down uh, it wasn't about as other places but you know we were shut down but you got other states that literally went into a lockdown mode other states and cities well look at michigan that governor up there look at california look at new york new york city you know state of new york i mean it, it it literally ruined people. They shut they shut the businesses down, and now that uh, here we are in June, but the protests are okay. Now your business can't be open, but protests are okay. That just does not make sense to me, does it? You, it really doesn't. And the only reason it doesn't make sense, well, yeah, the reason it doesn't make sense is pretty obvious, but we'll leave it at that. You know, you figure it out. You know, again, right is right, wrong is wrong. You got to see through. You got to see through this. You really do. You got to if you you know you got to see through it. Okay, driver shortage. Back to that. Uh, U.S. recession and a fall off in the amount of freight being hauled by many sectors of the country. 
That's what has caused the driver shortage to temporarily be over. In other words, not enough freight. A lot of trucking people in the trucking industry shut their doors, got off the truck, sold their truck, you know, let it go back, you know, quit. Hey, I was there. You know, what was it, 2007, 2008, 2009 in that area? Uh, of the uh, 21st century when the uh, we had that great recession as they call it they can call it great recession I call it a depression and this is pretty similar too I mean for some people yeah what we're going through now is bad it's really really bad but uh, yeah back then I, you know, I decided okay go on a truck I'll go back out on a truck for a, a while you know let all this that was useless I went out on a truck and I stayed in a hotel room more than I stayed behind the wheel because there was no freight. And that's kind of kind of been what's been going on with the uh, coronavirus. There's been freight for certain sectors of the marketplace. I'm taking essential items, essential goods. But, uh, you know, con- uh, construction and, and stuff like that, that, that kind of stopped. That's going to start picking up. It's going to start gearing up. And, and you should be ready for it. It is getting ready to start happening again. Matter of fact, we see signs of that. We talked about that earlier with freight rates going up, finally, the spot rates. Uh, starting to increase. The, the, re, the reason they're increasing is because the demand is going to be there, that the demand is coming back. And when you, it's a supply and demand thing. Okay. And now you're starting to have a demand, but the supply is low because, well, just like I just talked about, the driver shortage is temporarily over. <laughs> you know, but it's going to start working out to where we're going to be in a recovery mode. Now, I've said in the past, I've said this over and over and over. We get on the other side of this thing, the economy's going to be doing pretty good. Now, there's been a hiccup here, and that's with the protests and such. And hey, right is right, wrong is wrong. I, I, uh, I will stand behind anybody's right to protest, but I will also stand in front of anybody that wants to get violent. That, that's wrong. You know, turn it into a riot. That's wrong. You're defeating the purpose. And when they start talking about these riots, a lot of them being staged, you know, with bricks and things like that already, you know, staged in certain areas, that starts getting a little weird, you you know? But I'm not going to get into all that. I'm really not. I mean, to me, to me, just, you know, I'm a neutral, I'm a neutral guy, independent, you know, uh, I, I'm for right. That's the bottom line. You know, the, some of these stupid laws, well, like defunding the police. I mean, come on. Seriously. <laughs> that That is just, just so... Well, it goes back to uh, what I've said in the past. That's what happens when everybody gets a trophy. But anyway. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Okay. Uh, what else is going on? Wyoming DOT is to shut down 10 rest areas statewide. That's going to start happening middle of the month, a couple of days from now, June 15th. The uh, governor said it's a painful reality, but a necessary step given our state's fiscal situation. In an effort to reduce the agency operati- operational cost, uh, the agency would be the Wyoming Department of Transportation. 
Uh, they were, uh, uh, the, the rest areas that are going to be closed include Lusk on U.S. 18, Guernsey on U.S. 26, Graybull on U.S. 14, 16, and 20, Moorcroft on Interstate 90. Yeah, we're losing a, yeah, we got one, two, three, four, five, it looks like. Rest areas on interstates being shut down. Huh. But anyway, uh, Star Valley on US 89, Fort Steele on Interstate 80, Sundance on 90, I 90, Upton on US 16, Oren Junction on I 25, Chugwater on I 25. So those are the 10. I'm sure you can find those online or you will see June 15th as you drive by the rest area or begin to pull up to it, there'll be a closed sign on it. I think all in all, they said there was going to be uh, 80 truck parking spaces that uh, were going to be lost. I-25, yeah, an interesting story on I-25 was uh, me and my uh, partner, team driver at the time. We were headed up to the northwest, I forget where, you know, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, something like that, and uh, well, we saw a big storm system coming. This is wintertime, blizzard conditions, and we uh, we thought we could get up and around it quicker, you know, instead of going right through it on 80 up there. And uh, we went up 25, and that proved to be a mistake. We couldn't get we couldn't get around it fast enough. Whiteout conditions. We found a rest area. We pulled in. Could not see literally, you know. Two feet in front of us. I mean, it was that bad. It was just white. Everything was white. We got parked. Went to bed. Woke up the next morning. Probably not five feet in front of us. Was a truck. White trailer. You know, the rear end was, it was white. It had to be there the night before. We are just lucky we didn't run up the back end of that trailer. I mean, that's how bad it was. All right, what else we got going on here? Now, New Jersey. No, I'm sorry, New York State Police. I could have sworn this said something about New Jersey earlier when I was looking it over, but nope, New York. New York State Police announced that they're going to uh, amp up their patrols as part of a special enforcement effort starting today, June 11th. This special effort is going to be uh, going on through next Wednesday, June 17th. Speed Week. New York State Police uh, said they will be conducting an enforcement effort dubbed Speed Week. Troopers will be patrolling looking for aggressive driving behaviors by both passenger and commercial vehicle drivers. They said they'll be looking for speeding violations in addition to distracted or impaired drivers, vehicle occupants who are not properly buckled up, and drivers that are violating New York's move-over law. Move over, <laughs> especially on highway work zones. In addition to marked police vehicles, troopers uh, will also be using unmarked, and they got a name for this. We just call them unmarked cars, you know, unmarked, you know. Plain white wrapper. <laughs> they call them Concealed Identity Traffic Enforcement, CITE, C-I-T-E. During last year's Speed Week, they handed out 24,770 tickets, 13,000 uh, plus for speeding, 571 for distracted driving, 416 
for violations of the move over law. And I'm I, I'm assuming that their move over law means uh, get the heck out of the way. <laughs> you know, don't block the slow lane. You know, we got that law here in Arkansas, but it's never enforced. Never. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's usually the state trooper that's slowing everybody down. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What is this? Uh, yeah, that's from uh, a couple of weeks ago. New Jersey approved a uh, major toll hike. I don't know if they were going to worry about that today. It's already gone up. It's just, Toll's uh, going up 27% on the uh, Garden State Parkway. New Jersey uh, Turnpike increased 36%. Uh, South Jersey Transportation Authority approved a 37% toll increase on the Atlantic City Expressway. Intended to generate $500 million. Boy, we're going to see a lot of this coming up before too long. What's this? Uh, let's see. Bureaucrats who control our highways are quietly fast-tracking Massive tow hikes on New Jersey drivers when nobody is looking. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. Our daily commutes may look different today. These toll increases will slam drivers with higher cost as our state reopens, making New Jersey an even more expensive place to live, work, and raise a family. That's according to State Senator Kip Bateman. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, he's for it. He likes that idea. Yeah. Yeah, let's tax them. Let's toll them. Let's get them to give us their money so we can spend it how we want to. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've done enough damage. And I hope you are of the same opinion as me. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And what's happening in our country right now, maybe for the right reason... But what's happening is wrong. You know, when you're rioting, destroying, hurting people, killing people, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's just wrong. Politicians that are keeping states closed, yet allowing protest, that's wrong. That's wrong. I mean, if people can gather, gather in the hundreds or thousands, why, uh, why can't businesses open? I mean, it makes no sense. Well, it does. It does. If you think about it, and uh, I think that's all I say about that. All right, good deal. All right. Uh, like I say, tomorrow, FBTV Radio Live, probably not. We'll see when tomorrow gets here. Hopefully, we will uh, get the morning coffees back up next week. And uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week with another podcast. All right. You have yourself a great day, great weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon.